This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Ferd Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Ferd Neiman here again today with another episode of the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast. Special guest today. You've seen him before. You've heard me talk about him. My dad, my business partner, Ferd Neiman III. How's it going, Dad? Hey, going great, son. How are you today? Doing all right. Uh, Aside from the usual, you know, tenant tenant problems, client problems, personal problems, drinking problem. Oh no, I'm doing okay. Um, everything's everything's fun here. So today is uh, recording episode 100. Kind of hard to believe I've sank this much time into a podcast, but here we are. It's 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 worked out okay. It's been a lot of work, a lot of fun. Um, been just a good experience. So uh, I don't remember if it was me or you or Kristen, one of us came up with the idea of sharing some funny stories. So we thought today maybe we would do more of a lighthearted uh, episode. One day we'll write a book um, telling all the funny stories, and, but today we'll, we'll hit on a few of them. So I thought it'd be a good chance to uh, go through. You tell us some, some of the your stories here. We'll get some other people on here, maybe some another time do the same thing. But uh, tell us some of your funny stories, and maybe I've got a few of my own. I'll, I'll chime in, but um, really just tell us some of the chaos and, and craziness and fun that happens in the mobile home park business. Yeah, I sure will. You know, it's, a, it's an interesting business. We say that all the time with all the people we deal with. And we have, you know, mostly good folks that uh, just need an affordable place to live. But we run into some characters also. Part of our task every day is collecting rent. I remember one time we were talking to a resident and she was sort of singing the blues. And she said, you know, my mother died 32 years ago. and It's been downhill ever since. We had uh, we had one resident. This is in the same park. We took him took him to court for non-payment to you know to evict him, and um, he was telling the the judge his story. And for some reason, he thought it would be a good idea to tell the judge that, um, yeah, I disconnected my sewer pipe, and I've been going to the bathroom in a bucket for two months. The judge just looked at him and pretty much said next. I remember that guy. He was actually, oh, that guy was such a pain. Um, we ended up having to get rid of him. He was, I told somebody a story the other day, you know, we were trying to sell that park and you never want to have a violent act in your park in general, but especially when you're trying to sell it, especially a murder. And this guy was a sex offender that was in the park before he bought it. We had trouble getting rid of him. And he was sleep, sleeping with another guy's sister, twin sister. And he was like 16. And this guy's like 45 and the girl was 16. And the brother came and hit him over the head with a baseball bat, you know, 20 times or something. And he thought he killed him and he didn't somehow put him in a coma, had a bunch of staples in his head and comes back out of hospital carrying a baseball bat. And then we got two guys carrying baseball bats and the city didn't see that to be a potential problem or threat. And we're like, guys, we're about to have a, a murder here. It would have been a baseball bat murder, not a drive-by shooting, but it would look the same on the public news, you know, person murdered at this trailer park good luck selling that so i was just like that park was a was a labor of love you haven't priority yet i just recorded a podcast on a couple of parks case studies and i mentioned that one as having 
man, she gave me all my gray hair. Uh, yeah. I still got some left, some to go, I guess. But uh, yeah, that that guy was was a real treat. So that's the closest we've ever had to a, a real safety murder incident. But uh, thank God it didn't happen. But thank God we got rid of that guy. But yeah, just poop going down the street, going down the sidewalk, rolling to the neighbor's house. He didn't care. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> interesting business. Um, we also had in the same park. This is an interesting park, I guess. Uh, we we had just bought it. And, you know, sent out the rent notice and she hadn't paid. This, this one gal had not paid. And we found out that she had not paid rent for 51 months in a row. Out-of-state owners, they fell for the sad story that she had cancer. And she played that to the hilt. I mean, she wore the do-rag all the time and just didn't pay rent. After we carefully explained to her our no-pay, no no-stay policy, guess what? She didn't make it to 52 months in a, in, a, in a row. She started paying that month and paid every month thereafter. But she conned the other owners 51 times in a row. Oh, yeah, I remember her. She was not only the other owner, she told everybody the first day in the park, do you hear about Susie? Oh, Susie's got cancer. Susie, it's like, that's unfortunate. Does Susie even really have cancer? I mean, like, is this just her story? I thought it was like 62 months. Maybe because that was over five years. It was, you just hadn't just decided not paying, not going to do it. And, yeah, everybody everybody bought the story, but that's uh that's definitely a, a you know the no pay no stay policy works. And this was pre COVID before you couldn't even evict people. And the landlord just didn't do anything. Well, whatever. She she'll pay next month. Yeah. She would have lived there. Well, the guy we just in Independence, the guy who lived in that duplex uh, before he had it, he hadn't paid rent in ten years. He was the maintenance guy. Nobody was doing maintenance of that property, and he didn't pay paid in ten years. Yep, it's craziness. We just had an incident, not an incident, but something come up last week where we have an 833 number. So if our residents need to call in with a request or a question, they call the automated 833 number. And we have a couple words associated with that to make it easy to remember. So I texted this gal and I said, from now on, call the 833 number with the words. She texted me back and says, what's the number? Yeah, eight three three M H P rent. Yeah, she didn't figure out the the M H and P and the R E N T are on your cell phone. Um, <laughs> hey, that's 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 definitely crazy, a little crazy. But uh, yeah. what else you got, Dad? What's another fun story from uh, your one time? time? We had an applicant apply, and we do a background check, of course. But this gal, we talked to talked to her ahead of time because she had called, and she said, "Yeah, I just got out of prison for uh, murder for hire. Would that be a problem?" Yeah. Uh, let me save you 50 bucks. Yeah. That one's going to be a problem. I know I had a Austin. I had a guy sitting in front of us one time. who's was, I kid you not. He asked if he could have the house next to the playground. He goes, but I need to disclose. I'm a, I just, I'm a registered sex offender. I'm like why on earth would we one approve of sex offender in a place that has lots of kids, but two put you next to the playground upon request. I mean, if, if, if there's the dumbest thing you could ever say in an interview, it was the thing. It was that, you know, other than like, yeah, I got evicted for beating up my last landlord. That would have been the only thing I think would think worse. Uh, knock on wood, neither one of us would beat up. But uh, what happened? Tell the story that tell the story of that other lady uh, near near your home who was she was her landlord. Her tenants like tied her up and duct taped her to a chair and stabbed her and left her for dead. Didn't they? It was, that, that was like the worst. This was actually a mobile home park owner, and she was a mobile home park, uh, a mobile home dealer. 
and this was years ago. And she was an elderly, elderly lady. She was probably 78 at the time. And somebody broke in and tied her up and stabbed her like 43 times. And somehow they must have been bad at this, I guess, bad at murder. But uh, she survived and they caught the guy. But, uh, yeah, just a horrific thing. You know, you, you never know. I know. I, I met her one time and she was like 90 years old and she was like, they didn't scare me off my property. You know, and she kept going. She was a tough old bird. But yeah, That's right. That's right. We had somebody last week, uh, um, you know, we, we end up after we, we, we send out letters to collect rent, send out notices we post on the door. But then at, if they don't respond, we make a physical or a, a personal phone call or a visit by one of our park greeters or managers. And we have one lady call one time and singing the blues. And she says, yeah, you guys just sit around getting fat, eating steak and lobster all day. So it's a totally different perspective. Um, that, that, that reminds me of an applicant you had one time where the guy had the money, but we, we, we needed we need his background check. We need to prove his income. He to make sure he had, he had, had the down payment or whatever. We're like, we need to make sure you got the income. We're like, what do you do for, what do you do for a living? And he's like, I'm in the caviar business. And we're like, caviar business in western illinois and I, and I thought that was like is this code for like i'm in the drug business is telling us it's like what is the and we looked it up and he owned like a caviar wholesale company or his dad owned it it's like you're really in the caviar business and they make big bucks he was gonna, i don't remember what it was buy a buy a nice house and uh anyway it was, it was yeah. odd. i got a few stories on new parks too when we look at or buy a new park we have bought one park in central illinois and during due diligence, there was no line item for snow removal, and it snows around us. Uh, but there was a city city street going, you know, partway into the park. So we figured there's no no line item, no expense, no nobody on the payroll plowing snow. So we figured, well, the city must just keep going. That the snowplow operator probably does not know that these are private streets. So we didn't put any money in. We didn't hire a snowplow guy. Turns out the first six six inch snow, nobody plowed. Yeah. then we hired a snowplow guy yeah the, i remember we asked barry that and he's like yeah the yeah the last guy's just never plowed the snow if it snowed a bunch you just stayed home from work for a few days like, yep bastard. the same park also we found out the first week you know there's every time it rained there was a foot or a foot and a half of water in, in the center street and been away for years and the residents complained and they couldn't get to their cars that lived on that end of the street so we checked into it somebody had put a an old plastic trash can down the sewer line. So every time it rained, it totally backed up till it drained a couple of days later and the previous owner or the local manager on site did nothing about it. So we looked like champs after a week for taking care of that, you know, insurmountable problem. Well, I remember we kind of got lucky because one, we didn't see that in our due diligence. It didn't rain on our two or three site visits. We hadn't, nobody told us of this flooding. And then first rain when we own the park, it's a mess. We're like, we have a major stormwater sewer problem hire a local contractor, he could have fleeced us and told us, oh, I had to fix the main. It's going to cost you two grand or five grand, or I got to excavate this. He charged us 50 bucks, went down there, said, there's a trash can plug in the hole. He threw it away. I mean, that was, it was like, oh, it was, oh, he was, he was the real hero. I think for not taking advantage of us because he, he yep. could have, we weren't, we didn't, we weren't on site and you can see the water drained. It looked like a massive problem, but it, it clearly wasn't. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, we got started in the mobile home park business a number of years ago, and we started in our hometown, and I started calling park owner, uh, owners. There's 13 in town. I called the first 12, and the overriding comment I got every time was, I'll never sell. 
it's a cash cow. Finally, the 13th owner, I called him. He said, yeah, yeah, I'll sell. And we ended up buying it from him, and it was a cash cow. Yeah. That guy was something, too. Yeah. There's a lesson there on, you know, um, having a good relationship with the seller and trying not to cause a fight. And I had a bunch of clients that just don't take this advice. They, they fight to the last second. And sometimes it's because the seller's a pain or other buyers are pain. But on this one, we had a good relationship with the guy and you know, closed on like we said we would. And then it wasn't, I don't know, a couple months later, we needed to use, we needed to shut off the master water and we didn't know where it was. And it was in a, a location we'd have never found like across the street, across the Creek in a cornfield on somebody else's property. And, this guy knew we called him and he's like, Oh yeah, I, the previous guy told me I never would have found it. And it's like, had we pissed that guy off at closing, he probably would have just said tough, you know, and then we'd have to pay to put it and shut up, you know, get the city involved and been a huge pain. Yeah. Got just a few stories on contractors or handymen. We've gone through a number of handymen that uh, I guess everybody that's unemployed and has a hammer can call themselves a handyman. And so we've gone through, through a number of them over the years we had one guy install, we had a basketball pole in a new park on a blacktop, uh, you know, basketball court. So I had him install a, a hoop and he did put it up at 11 foot six. I know it. I'm Must not have had a tape measure. <laughs> we had one time too, we had a handyman or not HVAC contractor, a licensed contractor install a new, a used furnace in one of our homes. And this was early on, learned from experience. But anyhow, I met him there at seven o'clock at night. He was just about done. I just got to put the switch on and I'll be all done and ready to go. And anyhow, I gave him a check for $1,000 and, and left. After it didn't work the next day, my new HVAC guy came over and said, this furnace will never, ever work. I would have chased him, but uh, visiting hours in prison are, are hard for me to make. So. He got away with it. Um, is, again, he the guy that, is he the guy that did that to a bunch of people? And they, there was like 75 people waiting in line to sue him and arrest him? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that guy. Oh. And I actually went to court with him. Uh, and as we're walking out of the court, he catches my eye as we're walking out. He says, I'm going to pay you that $1,000. And that's the last we ever heard from him. He's yeah. crazy. We had one one guy again on the on this pro versus schmo. We had a home over in Canton uh, ready to come in and we had to pour concrete piers. So I spray painted on the ground exactly where these spray or these uh, concrete piers are going to go. We had a new guy, instead of digging them where I spray painted, he went exactly two feet away and put the whole row two feet away. I never did find out why. It's hard to figure people sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I got just a couple more. This is in our office, just sort of miscellaneous. We, about a year ago, we decided to do a, um, you know, weight loss contest with all of our staff. And, um, I told, I told my son later, I said, you know, that Kristen in our office, she is such a nice gal. She offered to bring in donuts every day. Set you up for failure. Yeah. But the only one I got right now is uh, one time we had to evict someone from one of our rental homes and take it back. And we went in, we had it, we just installed a brand new toilet, I don't know, a month before. On the way out the door, they stole the brand new toilet, brought in an old used one, and installed it. That's There's great. not much that surprises us anymore. 
No, that's definitely not not the norm. We've got one resident here in Kansas City that they replaced all. They they, they had a kind of a they were they're a Section Eight renter, and they're like, I don't like using toilets that other people have used. So first couple of days in the in the home, they they put in brand new toilets and they gave us our toilets back. And they're like, if we ever move out, we'll we'll switch them back or or you can have them. And, and that couple has you know been amazing. They put in chandeliers, they put in new blinds everywhere they redid the carpet they put down laminate in the kitchen they've they've upgraded the faucets they put in light sconces like wow. they've they're, they're putting thousands of dollars into this home of ours and i say well I don't, I don't care go ahead they keep upgrading it looks looks like it's out of a magazine how nice this house is so when i was doing the recent uh fannie mae refi i had to show them a couple houses i made sure to stop by that house and see here you go they're all taken care of <laughs> they had to go in like five out of 30 something and the they went in that one and it looked great. Uh, so. Oh, I don't know if I have any crazy stories off the top of my head. I know uh, I've seen, we had homeless guys at one time come by and they were, they were stealing the sheds, but they were stealing the shed one piece at a time. They'd come at night and you know, those big Rubbermaid sheds, there's four sides and a floor and two pieces of the pitched roof. They'd take one piece at night. They'd come back the next day, take another piece and they were hauling off into the woods and, building a little home for themselves it's just like i don't know why you would steal one piece at a time right but but they did you know was, uh and another time that we had we had that problem for a minute over there austin was doing a showing and opens the closet and there's a homeless guy just standing in the closet just looking at him <laughs> and i was i would have jumped and kicked at the guy or something austin's like hop in my car i'll drive you off property and he took the guy for a ride and said i'll oh, move you can't come back but then, then, then i think another guy was uh, he broke into one of the homes, got a blanket, and was seen running around the park, kind of half crazed, with this blanket. And at the end of the day, people were calling the police, calling us, and the guy they got the guy got a, guy got away, but the blanket was returned to a different home, and it was like there was leaves on it and stuff, and it had been he just would go into the home, didn't take anything else, didn't do any damage, didn't even just popping in, you know. Pop in the next one. We don't have any homes he got in. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't have any really funny stories offhand, but um, anything else? Anything else lighthearted you want to share before we jump? I think that's all I got this morning, Bird. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Okay. See you. See you. You've been listening to the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review, and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.